Do you ever worry you're not hustling enough? Do you think it makes you lazy or non-ambitious? Do you feel like there should be more struggle in your business and you should be working as hard or harder than you did in your job? Then today's episode of Self-Sabotage to Success is going to be an eye-opener for you as we discuss how hustle and ambition are just not as connected as you think they might be. Hello, hello, and welcome to this month's, I'm still not quite used to saying that, episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Are you like me and have you said this month already or maybe towards the tail end of February, how is it March already? How are we already in month three of the year? I know that I've been saying this a lot that my clients have been saying it and feeling it a lot. And I'm also ever conscious of the strangest, most challenging times that we still live in. As this episode airs, we are in a very scary moment in the world's history. And before I talk about today's episode, I just wanted to tackle that briefly and to say that if you are an empathic, purpose-led entrepreneur, the chances are high that you are really feeling the situation in Ukraine. You are worried maybe about friends or friends of friends. You are concerned about the humanitarian crisis. You are fearful about what this means for the rest of the world. And while I am absolutely not going to be providing any solutions to those uh, difficulties and those feelings. I just wanted to show solidarity with those big feelings, with the difficulty that that can sometimes bring into our day-to-day. It's something I've talked about this week with various clients who have shared with me that they are distracted, that they are worried, that they are dealing with emotional fires and burdens on top of the normal burdens of running a life and running a business. So as I said, while I don't have huge pearls of wisdom about dealing with unprecedented, that word again, times that we are in, I do have lots of compassion for you and I feel it myself and I think it's something that we can learn to work alongside. Unfortunately, we're having to learn to work alongside these big feelings. Um, I will do an episode in the future around that, around how to uh, get your work done, essentially, how to make your business happen when there are so many emotional distractions. It's a whole other topic. But for today, I want to talk about something a little different. I want to talk about the concept of hustle. And welcome, welcome, by the way, if this is the first episode of Self-Sabotage to Success. I know I've had some new listeners lately, but if it's not your first episode, you might have an inkling that Hustle and I are not best friends, that we are not huge fans of one another. Um, And so today I'm going to be talking about kind of potentially a dichotomous idea, which is that hustle does not necessarily need to be a bedfellow or a best friend 
or a prerequisite of being ambitious. And I talked about ambition quite a long time ago. Several months ago, I had an episode about ambition, which I will link to in the show notes. And my thinking about ambition, that it's really important that as women, we allow ourselves to be ambitious. But (laughs) I don't necessarily equate that with a potentially more old-fashioned or arguably a more masculine version of ambition, which associates that with hustle, with that kind of buy, sell, 80s thrusting of uh, financial brokers or people who are very aggressive in their pursuit for the next goal, for their next step of of ambition that they want to, their cup of ambition, to uh, quote the wonderful Dolly Parton. Uh, Instead, I I have a different take on it, and that won't surprise any of the regular listeners because you'll know from conversations we've had on the podcast that I'm about something a little different to hustle. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit personally about me and my relationship with hustle and my relationship or non-relationship that I like to keep between hustle and ambition. I'm going to talk about the cost of hustle and why we want to avoid it, but equally how having that avoidance of hustle culture can also mean that you are very ambitious. It can actually mean you're extra ambitious, but ambitious for what? We'll explore that in a moment. And I also want to talk about what hustle itself can often hide and why we can think that when we link hustle and ambition together, we are doing our business a service and that it's a natural bedfellow, a natural partnership Actually, hustle can often hide quite a lot of self-sabotage, quite a lot of those gremlins and saboteurs that I've talked about on the show before. And then I'm going to end with a conversation about what the opposite of hustle culture is. What, What can we create if we move away from hustle culture? And why that actually a non-hustle approach can be a little bit confronting. So we'll, we'll discuss all of those things in today's episode. And I am super excited to get going. Before I start, I wanted to read a review that I've received from a lovely listener in Canada. And as you know, if you ever get a moment, I am always incredibly grateful for people who can hop on and figure it out. It's not the most straightforward thing in the world. Hop on and send me a review for Self-Sabotage to Success. You need to do it on Apple Podcasts, ideally on an iPhone or an iPad. And I will be extremely grateful for anyone who does that. If you do it, or if you indeed are the author of the review I'm about to read out, do send me an email and let me know, especially if you're from outside of the UK, because I don't necessarily see the review until a third party app um, alerts me. So please do let me know if you send a review, because I love to give those of you who do submit reviews a bit of a shout out. Now, today's review that I'm going to read out, I cannot 
uh, site, uh, who this person is. I can tell you how they have signed into their Apple Podcasts account, but I don't know what their business is. And, and if you're listening and you'd like to let me know, then do. And I will give you a shout out in a future episode of the show. So today's review that I wanted to read out and I'm very, very grateful for is from someone called E. Beaton and they are based in Canada. And she, I'm assuming she, but I could be wrong, said, this show is the antidote to all the things you've heard about building a business that felt wrong. Lucy shares her insights generously and always leaves me with something to think about. Well, thank you so, so much, E. Beaton. And that is a very appropriate review for us to talk about whilst we're doing today's episode, because it really is going to be about something that I believe feels wrong. I believe that when we create a business, we're also creating a life to go alongside that business. And that hustle for me plays no part in a balanced, sustainable life. So let's begin with me because I've just kind of brought it back to me there in a very egocentric way. I have always had from a young age, even though I was very ambitious and more on that later, a really strong sense of also wanting a life, above all else, wanting a life, wanting a balance, wanting a sense that I wasn't just slogging my guts out for more hours than I was truly living life. And I say this as someone who had a great work ethic from a very young age. I always had part-time jobs and I had a fantastic part-time job, which I will regale anyone about who will care to listen. I'll try and keep this short. I worked in a bank through my teenage years and it was the most awesome part-time job. It was a job that I was able to keep going with through uni and different locations around the UK. I was extremely grateful for it. But (laughs) it was a really interesting introduction for me to wanting to find a a life of purpose and wanting to have work that was meaningful, but that also worked around a life. And I recognized that actually if I carried on working in a bank, which was never really my plan, but you know, you think about these things when you're in a role and you're doing well, that I was going to always be clock watching. I was going to always be ticking off the hours. It wasn't going to be something that would would light my spark. So as I said, I always had this strong sense of it has to have purpose and it has to work around a life, not just around a paycheck or a sense that we should be hustling, that we should be just committing all our waking hours and our waking thoughts to our work. And this is something that really carried on with me when I came out of university, something where I'd felt filled with purpose, filled with passion, and into my first career, which was in advertising and marketing, and was filled with amazing talent, fantastic friends who I've kept to this day, and people I actually work with on the other side of my business where I work with organizations and I coach incredible female talent. I I love the people side of advertising and marketing. However, what I didn't love was the content. It wasn't going to get me going and it certainly wasn't going to enable me to kind of pull the wool over my eyes about the incredible toll that industry took. And I think it's getting better, but still often takes in terms of eating into all aspects of your life. And and it felt very unbalanced to me from almost the minute that I stepped through that first agency door, I thought, ah, this, this may not be for me in the long term. Now, that is not because I'm in any way lazy. And you know that I don't like the label of lazy. I see that as a real saboteur. In fact, I, I pride myself on having a great work ethic. However, you can have a great work ethic. 
you can be non-lazy, to use that horrible word again, and you can still have boundaries and refuse to conform to that modern idea that we have to be workaholics, that we have to be presenteeist, is that a word? We don't have to demonstrate presenteeism. And I really, really always encourage my clients, both in the world of work and and with their own businesses, to question that narrative that actually there's nothing in being a workaholic that is connected to your worthiness, that is connected to your skill, that is connected to your passion for what you do. Actually, saying no can make things more sustainable. They can make your work better. They can make you a better leader. So actually, I really uh, challenge anyone who who thinks that being a workaholic is a badge of honor, being busy is a badge of honor, and and really invite you to challenge that yourselves, challenge that narrative. And as ever, if I'm talking about it on the podcast, it's usually an area I'm passionate about and think quite deeply about. And the reason I really do reject the idea of hustle and the connection that some people have between hustle and ambition or hustle and and success is because when we have an approach that normalizes hustle, that it, it thinks it's okay to push ourselves to the edge, to the precipice of burnout, we are doing ourselves and our businesses a disservice. We are costing ourselves our peace. We are costing ourselves our well-being. And we are also creating practices and day-to-day routines that are not grounded in being sustainable and are not grounded in the human experience as well as the experience of someone who contributes through their work. So that is why I'm passionate about removing hustle from ambition. And I actually think it can be the opposite of productive when it comes to being ambitious. If you have big ambitions about your message, your mission, your business and what you want to put out there in the world, oftentimes that means you need to protect yourself because without you, your mission and your message and your magic, to use a lot of alliteration there, is not going to be easily presented with you on your knees, with you not working at your best because you're struggling, because you're feeling like you need to do all the things, you can't say no, you have to say yes to every opportunity, every piece of work, you have to work through the night to get things done, you're refusing to delegate because you feel like you should be achieving things, that whole soloist mindset I've talked about in relationship to imposter syndrome. So I do think it can be not only detrimental to well-being and sustainability of your business, but also detrimental to your own personal ambitions and your own personal definition of success. And I've talked on fairly recent episodes about success and how we can define it ourselves. And I think the same is really true of ambition. First off, often as women, we need to remove that stigma where it feels wrong to say we're ambitious. It feels too 1980s. Like I've already said, it feels too masculine. We can own ambition, but we can also really define it ourselves on our own terms. And that can just be a simple question such as, what am I ambitious for? We can self-coach ourselves. Am I ambitious for the life that I want to lead? Am I ambitious for the mission and the people that I want to hear that? How do those things 
match together? How can I work in a way that helps both the people and the ideas that I want to serve, but it also gives something to me. It leaves me with plenty of energy. It leaves me with plenty of time to pursue my non-work interests. And, you know, we all have them. And if we don't have non-work interests, I know sometimes we can go through seasons where they get a bit forgotten. I really encourage you to go back uh, to those interests and, and think about what you might need to put back into your life if you feel like hustle or elements of hustle has eroded some of those interests. I'm reading a book which I've been meaning to read for about a year now called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert and it's fantastic. It's all about creativity. And very early on in the book, she talks about a woman who rediscovers her creativity by rediscovering her love of figure skating and she starts to go figure skating having given it up as a teenager where she was amazing and, and had to had to let go of it because she wasn't kind of quite that pinnacle of amazing that she could carry on she comes back to it in later life in her 40s and she starts to figure skate several times a week I think it's three times a week and what I love about that is the way that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about it is that to live a creative life, we don't have to run off with the circus. We don't have to just pack everything in and change our career and change everything in a massive way. It might just be that we need to put something more where we feel that stage of transcendence, where we feel that element of creativity and that element of real flow, which I've talked about before. We just need to put more of that back into our lives. And it's the same for ambition. You can be ambitious to also play the piano. You can be ambitious to read three books a month. You can be ambitious to play with your kids every single day after school because you, you know, you've worked your day around that. You can be ambitious in all sorts of different ways. And I think we can have quite a narrow view of ambition, like we have a narrow view of success. But when we challenge that and tweak that, it becomes clearer to me, at least, that hustle and ambition do not have to be connected. We do not have to work ourselves into a hustly state of burnout to also be aiming for the heights in terms of what our ambitions are in life and in work. Now, I think if someone mapped out uh, a word diagram, they used to be called Wordles actually, but now Wordle has a slightly different uh, meaning for all of those of us who are doing the five letter word puzzles every day. But there used to be a thing called a Wordle, which was like a map of of different words that you'd find in a passage of text or a piece of content and they would show bigger and smaller in terms of how regularly they were used and I think one of the words that would come up if there was a wordle of my podcast I should make one actually um, or if there was uh, you know a kind of tally of the words that I use a lot with my clients and in my work it would be nuance because there's always nuance when we're discussing these concepts sometimes we might have a hustly week. Sometimes we might have a week where we are having to work around the clock. We are having to let go of a few things that might be in a normal week, a real deal breaker, a real kind of red line that we wouldn't cross. And that's okay. We can be in seasons and bursts of hustle. And we can also be in seasons and bursts of higher or lower ambition levels. 
But in terms of hustle, I think it's just something to keep a check of. We don't want to be living in that zone unless you know you're the kind of person who feels totally energized by that and feels that you're not letting go of of anything else that you want to focus on when you're hustling and maybe that is you email me message me if that is you but i think for the majority of us when we have so many other priorities and so many things to balance in our lives allowing ourselves that nuance where we say sometimes i have a week where i'm not honoring myself as much where i'm being too hustly i don't think that's a word but you know what i mean don't beat yourself up about it, but just be mindful and think that that can only ever be something which happens in short bursts. And I need to have a sort of due north of where I situate myself and my business in terms of hustle levels. So if we're going to move away from this idea of hustle culture, and I'm kind of bringing you along for the ride with that, um, with me for that, and do email me and say if this doesn't resonate, But if we are going to move away from hustle culture, and I advise it (laughs) to clients, then I think what is the opposite of hustle culture? And I think, first of all, it's the opposite as well of, of burnout culture, because they're really quite synonymous. When we overly hustle, when we feel like we have to strive and keep going and do more and be more, it's linked to all of those parts that that tick into burnout culture, which is perfectionism, overworking, overthinking, feeling not good enough, that fear that you just need to do more. So what is the opposite of that? And I think it boils down to, at the heart of it, as as everything does, that self-compassion piece, that allowing yourself to be at the center of your own life in the driving seat of what it is you get to choose to do. And it's about setting intentions with with yourself in mind and that's not selfish that's just sustainable and that's just realistic so the opposite of hustle culture is doing activities and work on your business and parameters and boundaries within your business having those with intention it's also about prioritizing self-care as something which is great in its own right and as a lovely side effect of that is also brilliant for your productivity It's also about living within your integrity and recognizing when you're working hard and needing to put effort in, but you don't want to slide across into doing things which fall out of your integrity, which feel too much like hustle culture, which feel uncomfortable with who you are and how you want to present or how you want to create and design your business and your life. And finally, it's about self-belief because when we get rid of the idea that we need to hustle, we're starting to build that sense of worthiness without needing to connect it to something external to us. We're believing in who we are and we're believing in what we're doing and we're moving away from those trappings of busyness, toxic busyness and overwork that can easily seep in if we don't challenge those narratives that we've grown up with and that actually really segues me into my my last point of today's episode and before I go into that last point which is linked to those narratives if you are struggling to figure out where you stand with hustle where you stand with ambition where you stand with self-belief and self-care do jump on a call with me I have a couple more spots depending on your time zone for this uh, next 
chunk of the year, the next three months of the new year. So we're in March. So up until June, I've got a couple more spots and then I'll be taking a little break over the summer. Do get in contact and we can have an anti-self-sabotage breakthrough call and we can really get to grips with what it is that you are looking for in terms of how you want to live your life and how you want to design your purpose-led business and move away from those self-saboteurs. And I haven't spelt it out, but obviously we've touched upon self-saboteurs throughout this episode. You know, the overwork, the perfectionism, the feeling that workaholicness is a badge of honor. Those are all self-sabotaging behaviors as a business owner and as a human being. And if you're up for letting go, packing those gremlins and saboteurs off, then we should absolutely talk. And I would love to do so. So with that thought about the narrative that I mentioned a moment ago and challenging it, one of the things I wanted to talk about is that having an anti-hustle approach to your business and to life can be really confronting. And we can wonder why we're finding something so uncomfortable. I think in part is because it is really anti-capitalist. It feels anti-capitalist, even though actually having a non-hustle approach to your business can lead to better profits and far, far longer longevity for your product and your services. But it can feel strange. It can feel opposite to everything that we've been taught. And it can feel anti-patriarchy because oftentimes as women, we've had to work harder. We've had to do more. We still have to prove ourselves to get pay equality within the workplace. In your own business, you get to make the rules. You get to change things quicker than often in the world of work. And that can be quite confronting, especially in the earlier years of our business, when we're realizing we get to rewrite the rules, we get to rewrite the narrative on what work is, on what our day-to-day routine is, on how we get to choose the amount of time and the amount of effort that we put into the money that we make. And sometimes it can feel really difficult and challenging that we're maybe working less hard than we were when we were in the world of work and maybe earning more money. That can be really challenging. And I find with clients that that is something that they have to grapple with. And remember that that narrative is is sometimes playing out when they're not aware of it. I have clients who I've really encouraged to put a note in their diary about raising their rates every six months at a minimum, but definitely thinking about it yearly. And this has been quite surprising to some clients because they hadn't thought that they were allowed to raise their rates. They're already earning more than they were when they worked in corporate. But I remind them that, well, in corporate, you'd be having appraisals and you wouldn't be funding your own CPD and you wouldn't be building something completely of your own making that is unique and incredible. You know, you'd be doing a great job, I'm sure. But there's something extra in the world of business that means you can put forward your raises in inverted commas. You can hike your prices because no one else is going to do it for you. And that, again, can be quite confronting. It can really link with that feeling of, yeah, but I haven't hustled. I haven't worked X amount of years. I haven't climbed up seven rungs of the ladder. And yet I'm still backing myself like this. And, and yeah, that, that's what I want you to do. I want you to back yourself. And I want you to back yourself without feeling like you have to burn yourself out and without feeling like you also have to lack ambition. You can absolutely 
do those two things together. You can create a working world for yourself that does not involve burnout, but that does involve ambition. And those ambitions can be super tailored to, completely tailored actually, to what it is you want to achieve and what it is you want to work on in your life. And the real crux of that word there is your, it's your life and it's your business. So I'm going to leave today's episode there. I will be back the first Wednesday of April with another episode of Self-Sabotage to Success. If in the meantime you want to give me a bell, drop me an email, lucy at lucyorton.com about chatting and how we might work together, I would be delighted to hear from you. And until then, have a wonderful March and I will speak to you very soon. Championing you and your purpose-led business always. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.